it really makes a big difference. You'd be surprised. And a lot of times we just discount these sort of smaller actions that we can do just because we think they won't have that big of an impact. But again, in my experience, I found the inverse to be true. Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, yoga hackers. Welcome back to the Yoga Hacks podcast. We're taking yoga off the mat and into your daily life, especially in today's episode. We're talking all about how to hack yoga into your life and hack meditation into your life and yogic principles into your life when you are working a corporate job, a nine to five, or I don't know, maybe you're a doctor or a nurse and you work in a hospital and you have a very aggressive work schedule. The request for this podcast episode came up in my Uplifted membership community. A few members were saying how a lot of the advice they feel like I give and other folks give kind of assume that people have this laptop lifestyle and can meditate whenever they want and do yoga whenever they want. And they wanted some concrete tips about how you can actually integrate this practice into your life when you do have a corporate job uh, or a much more strict schedule. So that's all I'm going to talk about on today's episode. Believe it or not, I worked a corporate job for years. In fact, for the majority of my life. And it was a very long, uh, slow, gradual process to teaching full-time, building up my business, uh, transitioning to teach on YouTube. This thing did not happen overnight. So if you're someone who dreams of doing more yoga or teaching yoga and is currently in a more traditional uh, job, I feel you. (laughs) I really, literally have sat and been where you are. So today I'm just going to share all the tips, all the things that I did when I was in the same situation as you so that you can ideally do those things too. Now, a couple quick announcements before we get started. The first is that if you're listening to this and you're not a member of my membership community, Uplifted, our incredible community full of the most inspiring yogis who, again, are really walking the walk, bringing yoga off the mat, really developing their own personal practice, like not getting a attached to one style of yoga as an answer, but kind of weaving a bunch of different styles together in order to best fit their lifestyle, their mood, their energy with direct feedback from me, please take a moment to join. It supports the podcast. It supports all the free content on YouTube. You get access to tons of bonus content, member-only training plans. I think we have over 15 now in the membership around different topics such as arm balancing, that's the one coming up, uh, kundalini, subtle body, myofascial release, yoga plus self-massage. I'm only naming a couple. Literally, there's so much content in the membership and a really supportive tribe as well. You get connected with a mentor as well when you join. So it's very different from kind of the one-way viewing experience that you might get with some of the other uh, online yoga offerings that you see. So if you're a fan, please just join for a couple months to show your support. It really makes a difference. And if you are someone who's working a nine to five and you're interested in maybe training, doing yoga teacher training, because that's all I fantasized about (laughs) when I was doing a corporate job, uh, know that I have online programs coming up The online format's perfect for if you are currently working kind of a desk or, you know, demanding job. We've had people in the military take it. We've had doctors and nurses take it. We've had people who travel for work take it. We have tons of moms take it. It's so cool. And you can get all the info for that at brettlarkin.com forward slash train and brettlarkin.com forward slash uplifted if you want to join the membership. Okay, now diving into today's tips. My first tip for those of you that are working 
you know, this traditional job uh, to get more yoga and meditation in is to really think about hacking your commute. Uh, your commute is a time where you're sort of in between your home and your work. So I know for me, I would always use that commute time as wisely as possible. So that meant when I could walk or bike to work that I was really biking mindfully, relaxing, maybe even listening to some relaxing music. Okay, biking and walking. Biking's not meditating, but it's a, there's a meditative quality to cycling. And same thing when I was in a situation where I could walk to work. I really relished that walk. And I wasn't on my phone and I wasn't texting. I was just really present, breathing, looking at my surroundings. And your commute's a great time to practice gratitude. So that's another thing I do when I was walking to work or biking. I just look around my environment and just think of how grateful I was. Even if you're not really happy with your corporate job and you think maybe it's not where you want to stay long term, you can still cultivate gratitude, which is really, really good, and bite in that Lakshmi abundance energy by thanking the fact that you have a job that pays you, right? Like even if you don't love your job, it's probably paying you money. And that's fantastic, right? It enables you to buy yoga courses and uh, do more yoga classes and so really approaching life from that place of gratitude and abundance even if you have in mind things you want to change is super important and if you're strapped for time doing that on your commute even if you're not writing it down you're just thinking it is really really important now if you commute in a car oh my goodness I have even more ideas for you which is basically to use that car time a few things. One, when you get in the car, before you start driving, just sit and take three or four really deep breaths. It sounds silly. It's going to change your entire day. I'm not saying you have to do like a full meditation in the car. Just do a few deep breaths. Hands on the steering wheel or hands to heart and belly before you start driving. Even if you're running late, I mean, the reality is three or four deep breaths is going to take... 90 seconds, it's not going to really make a big difference in terms of like how much faster you're going to get somewhere. If you're already late, like being an additional 90 seconds late doesn't matter. So that is a huge uh, tip. And I found that insanely, insanely helpful. Um, I do that sometimes when coming back from a car ride too. I like to just sit in the car before I enter my home and relax and take a couple deep breaths like that. So Take a couple deep breaths before you start driving and then use that driving time to listen to something inspirational. For example, I don't know, maybe this podcast or another podcast that you really love. For those of you that listen to this podcast and don't know about my other podcast, the Savannah podcast, where I uh, interview different experts every single week about everything, yoga, meditation, life, self-development, uh, the Savannah podcast could also be a good one for you to check out. And, you know, have this organized ahead of time. For example, if you drive in an area that doesn't have great service, like download the podcast to your phone or to Dropbox. Or, you know, if you're an Uplifted member, the Uplifted member only podcast, you can now download right to our uh, app. So you have them for offline. That's a new feature. So set it up so that you can really maximize that time. And I know that it's like the morning commute can be hard because there's this sense of rushing, but the night before be like, Hmm, what am I going to think about or read about in my morning commute? And then, you know, download it, get it prepped ahead of time. So you have it to look forward to in the morning. Now staying on this theme of morning hacking, this isn't a popular tip, but one of the best ways you can fit some yoga or seated meditation into your routine if you work a corporate situation or a more structured situation is just to get up earlier. 
I know that's not the most <laughs> fun or popular tip, but hey, it works. And if you haven't listened to my podcast all about your miracle morning, there's also an uplifted member only podcast that goes a lot deeper into that. If you want to learn more, I highly suggest checking that out because if you can become a morning person and take that little bit of time for journaling, uh, meditation, yoga in the morning, it may seem like you're going to be more tired because you maybe got half an hour or even an hour less sleep. But if you actually start practicing it, I promise it's the inverse is true. You actually have way more energy. And if you're wondering like, well, I'm not a morning person, Brett, how do I actually get up? Well, that's what the Miracle Morning uh, podcast will teach you. And again, tons of extra tips in that member-only version about all the little things I tweaked in my morning routine to just make that process of going from asleep to awake a lot more easeful. All right, so I'm guessing the next break in your day is lunch. Even if it's not happening exactly at lunchtime, most jobs you do have some kind of midday or mid-break. So this is your next opportunity to do some yoga hacking. So when I used to live in New York, I would actually go to a yoga class during my lunch break. I know, that's pretty ambitious, but I would hop on my bike, I would go to my favorite teacher's class, it took me about five, 10 minutes to bike there, the class was only one hour and five, 10 minutes to bike back. So I was taking a 90 minute lunch, but you know what? I was really nervous the first time I did it. And then I noticed that no one in my office cared or was timing me. And I just did it from there on out. So not every single day, but I think whenever that class was offered, that was twice a week. I was actually going out to do a full-on yoga class. Now, if that's not feasible for you, is there a gym nearby? Uh, even if you're not really into gyms, I don't like gyms, but in other job situations I had, like when I moved to San Francisco, I always joined a gym, whatever one was just closest to my office, so that I could go into the gym during lunch and pending my mood could go on the elliptical, go on the treadmill, or a lot of the time do yoga, just in like a lot of times they have a private stretching room. A lot of gyms offer yoga classes at lunch times. So it just gives you an opportunity to move, breathe, and connect with your body in the middle of the day. And then of course, I'd always have a lunch packed or I'd be picking something up on my way back into the office and then I'd just eat my lunch at my desk after you know going out for lunch. Now, for some of you, this just might not be an option at all, in which case I'm going to suggest something else that I used to do, uh, and this works for sort of mid-afternoon breaks at work, is to use the handicapped bathroom stall <laughs> in your office. I know it sounds gross, but there is probably a place in your office, and I, another place I found in my old office in New York was the stairwell. No one used the stairs. Everyone used the elevator, and the company I worked for was on the penthouse. So really, no one was in the staircase between our top floor and the roof pretty much ever. So that staircase was a place that I could go and sit and meditate, do legs up the wall, <laughs> do all kinds of things. Uh, it's an in, It was an internal staircase if you're trying to visualize this. It's just no one was ever going up and down the stairs since it was the very top floor. So there's probably somewhere where you work, like get creative. There's probably some sneaky place where you can go. And if everything else fails by law, there's always a handicapped bathroom stall. And that's a great place. For example, I do L-shape handstands. Uh, in the bathroom stall, so with my feet against the wall, 
just, you know, to just to do an inversion partway through the day, get my blood pumping. Uh, I don't think I ever meditated in the handicap bathroom stall, but just doing little stretches, pressing my hands into the wall, uh, and then just kind of being, having my body in an L shape. So sort of a modified forward fold felt really great. You, again, your creativity is the limit with these kind of things. And then I just, you know, wash my hands and go on with my day. So if I was ever feeling sluggish at work, you know, handstands, you don't need to be warmed up to do a handstand. And that L-shaped handstand feels safe for most people, especially if you practice it at home, then it's pretty easy to do in a handicapped bathroom stall or wherever, and you're not even kicking up because it's the L-shaped handstand. I will put a link to the L-shaped handstand tutorial video I have below this podcast because I have a feeling people are going to have questions about it. But that's such a safe, great inversion that you don't need to be warmed up for. And that just really gets your blood moving is going to energize you midway through the day. All right. Now talking about after work, you have that potentially same commute where you can do some mindful breathing, mindful walking or driving, listening to some inspirational content or driving, listening to chants and mantras or chanting or singing mantras in the car. So I love to put on chants and mantras when I'm driving and sing along. So that's doing yoga. Remember that the roof of your mouth has over 40,000 nadis uh, and subtle body energy channels within it that you can stimulate with your tongue. And you don't even have to worry if you're doing it right. If you just sing along to the chants, your tongue is stim- stimulating the right part of the roof of your mouth. So basically, you can do yoga sitting, just singing in the car listening to chants if you're on public transportation, closing your eyes and meditating if you're in public transportation. It might not be as zen as your meditation at home, but again, one of the things that I just went over with the yoga teacher training group that I'm currently teaching is that our practice when it comes to meditation and yoga as well, is cumulative, right? It's not like it always has to be a 90-minute class or always has to be an 18-minute meditation. Even just a couple deep breaths in the car before you drive or even just five minutes of an app on your phone or one of my guided meditations, there's a five-minute downloadable one in the Uplifted uh, app. Just doing that here and there, it it really makes a big difference. You'd be surprised. And a lot of times we just discount these sort of smaller actions that we can do just because we think they won't have that big of an impact. But again, in my experience, I found the inverse to be true. And then the more you do those little actions, the more you're actually primed and excited and ready to do the longer meditation than when you get home before bed or the longer class that you maybe have to finagle a little extra time to get to the studio. And then my very last tip here is that if you're practicing after work because you're not a morning person, that's okay. (laughs) I think there's this misconception that yoga has to happen in the morning. And I personally am a huge fan of your yoga and meditation practice happening in the morning for a couple key reasons. The first being what gets done in the morning gets done. I've just found from personal experience, things that I procrastinate till later in the day, they just don't have as high a percentage of likelihood as getting done as the things I do first. That's just reality, I think, for most of us. So that's one of the reasons I like the morning. And the other is because then you get the benefit of having calmed your mind and practiced asana pranayama meditation and that can then inform the rest of the whole day that's ahead of you i notice an energetic shift 
in the rest of my day when I do those things at the onset. But that being said, those are the two reasons I really love the morning. If the evening is the only time it can happen for you, that's fine too. You can still think of your energy being set for a good night's sleep or even setting your energy at that point that's going to continue to inform your energy of the morning when you wake up. Anytime is better than no time. I just have personally found it more difficult for me to discipline myself in the evening, but pending you and your life situation, it might work way better to do the evening. And some of the biggest yogis that I have interviewed on the Savannah podcast, for example, I think it was Shiva Ray, who's incredible. She said she actually prefers an evening practice because of the energy, you know, in her home at that time. And you know, so any time is a good time for yoga. Um, on the bus, in the car, in the bathroom stall, right? Like it's really your imagination is the limit with this stuff. And I really would encourage you that if you're saying to yourself, well, I don't have time to advance my practice or I don't have time to meditate because of blank situation, right? Because I have kids, because I have a full-time job, because I have whatever. Really look at that dialogue. And see if that story that you're telling yourself is really serving you. Because we create our own reality by the stories we tell ourselves. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but I've really found this to be true. And one of the great books you can read about this, it was our most recent Uplifted member-only book club book. So those of you in Uplifted hopefully know what I'm talking about. The most recent one, um, I believe it's called Loving What Is. And there's a podcast and info on that. Uh, But really, if you have this story, like this victim mindset that like, I can't make time for yoga. I can't make time for meditation because of my blank life situation. mm, Take a closer look at that. Really take a close look at that because that is not a story that's serving you. That's a disempowering story. And it ties into this overarching, what I call the victim mindset where you're kind of like a victim of your circumstances, which is the most convenient story to buy into because when you buy into that story, by buy into, I mean mentally tell yourself that, it abdicates responsibility, right? It's like, well, that's your situation, so you don't have to do anything about it and you don't have to change it and it's out of your hands, kind of just like the weather, you know? You're just uh, along for the ride. And oh my goodness, like if you want to make big change in your life, if you really want to transform your life through this practice, nipping that story in the bud and stepping into this role of the author, the empowered leader of your life who dictates a new story is going to be huge for you. And if you're not sure how to do that, journaling is really powerful. So journaling out or writing out affirmation statements like, I wake up excited, motivated, and happy every single day. I live my life through a place of, from a place of ease and flow. Uh, new opportunities and abundance is constantly flowing towards me. Ideal opportunities find their way towards me all the time. I mean, it may sound silly, but if you have a victim story that you're telling yourself, and we all have so many, Nip that in the bud by doing some journal journaling and affirmation work. And if you don't know where to start, my ritual series is great. BrettLarkin.com forward slash ritual. You can get a class or two for free and then all the rest are in the Uplifted membership. And then my Uplifted journal is also great. I literally designed the journal, not because I ever wanted to design a journal, but because I couldn't really find a structured writing system that 
had me staying accountable for my yoga, meditation, journaling, and gave me a place to write those affirmations every single day and kind of track how how I was doing with all of that. So that's what the journal is really designed for. There's literally space for you to write an affirmation three times every single day and sort of check it off and check off your other self-care activities as well. So the at the time of recording this podcast, that journal completely sold out. Uh, we're working on the version for next year, but you can still get what's called a blem copy. A blem, I didn't know what, what this terminology was, but a blem just means it's a copy that I have that is slightly damaged. By damaged, I mean there's some small cosmetic defect that made us not want to sell the planner originally. Uh, so that's all we have left right now, but they're highly, highly discounted and they're a great deal. And it's, you know, the kind of cosmetic defect that would probably you'd create to the planner yourself by like carrying it around in your bag for a couple weeks anyway. Um, you know, just like a little dent or, you know, something like that. So if you still want the original Uplifted Planner, uh, go to upliftedjournal.com so you can get one. You can also download the pages if you just want to check it out. So again, I've put out a lot of resources around this because I really think shifting your mindset in this way is going to be one of the number one things that's going to contribute to your overall health and happiness. All right, and now I want to hear from you. One of the reasons it's so powerful to come together in community is because we all get to learn from one another. So I would love to hear your ideas on how you hack yoga into your daily life at work. Those of you that are working intense, long hours, share them with the rest of the group here. So a couple ways you can do that are by leaving a comment below this video if you're watching on YouTube or really participating in the conversation by joining one of my Facebook groups. So obviously there's the Uplifted Private Member only group where oh my gosh I could spend hours in that group the conversations going on are always so interesting uh, so you could comment there or if you're not yet an uplifted member there's the yoga hacks Facebook group that goes with this podcast so that's yoga hacks h-a-c-k-s community.com that's the url that's going to redirect you and then I can approve you as a member so it's a private group really nice great conversations going on in there as well and yeah, I hope you liked this episode. I'm really excited to learn and hear your tips. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you haven't yet given it a rating or review, take a minute to do that. It really is helpful and you know gets the show in front of more people and like-minded tribes members who might not uh, be with us on YouTube or Facebook. And I'm sending you so much love. Don't forget to do yoga today. Don't forget to get on your mat and don't forget to journal. Big love. From my heart to yours, namaste. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted, Tribrat's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.